Hello, this is Minister Glenn Burrell of Seed of Faith Clinic Podcast, where the Word of God is able to save your soul. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a word of edification from the Word of God. Well, praise the Lord. Well, today we want to talk on the subject of the purpose of the birth of Jesus. The purpose of the birth of Jesus. And I've outlined three points that we'll talk about today concerning the purpose of the birth of Jesus. But I know we celebrate Jesus' birth around Christmas time and we uh, have have family over and exchange gifts and we enjoy ourselves, which is a good thing. It's a good thing that we can celebrate the day that we uh, recognize that he was born for our sakes. But there's a greater purpose than just celebrating during the month of December, celebrating that one day of the year. There's a greater purpose on our behalf to why he was born and why God sent his only son into the earth to be born for our sake. Well, let's look at point number one. Point number one is that Jesus or the purpose of Jesus' birth of being born was so that all that will believe will be reborn. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of his birth or the purpose of Jesus' birth was so that all that will believe will be reborn. Well, what do I mean by reborn? Well, I'm talking about a new birth. I'm talking about a new birth that brings a new nature. Because when we uh, are born again, or when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we become new creatures in Christ Jesus. We become born again. Well, when you say born again, you might ask the question like Nicodemus did. He said, well, how can I be born a second time out of my mother's womb? Well, well, we're not talking about you being born a second time out of your mother's womb. We're talking about you being spiritually reborn. We're talking about a spiritual birth that only comes through Jesus Christ. And his purpose for being born in this earth is so that we can be reborn. Amen. So that we can receive a new nature. So that we can receive a character transformation. So that we can be renewed to bring back its former condition or to bring back the original condition that God had put in place before the fall of Adam. Hallelujah. So his birth, hallelujah, brought sanctification. His birth brought cleansing. His birth brought purging. His birth brought purification. 
We've been sanctified by the new birth. We've been made whole. We've been made new because of the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. The purpose and why he was born. The purpose of the birth of Jesus Christ. Let's look at John, the third chapter, verse 1 through 3, out of the Amplified Bible. So now there was a certain man among the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, a member of the Sanhedrin among the Jews, who came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, teacher. You know, Nicodemus only recognized Jesus as a teacher. He didn't realize, he didn't have a revelation that Jesus was the Savior, that a Savior had been born, that a Savior had been born in order to come to redeem us. Amen. So he recognized him as teacher. We know without any doubt that you have come from God as a teacher, as a teacher. For no one can do these signs, these wonders, these attesting miracles that you do unless God is with him. And this is the answer that Jesus gave him in verse 3. And Jesus said to him, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, unless a person is born again, Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified. He cannot ever see and experience the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. God's way of doing things. God's government. God's constitution. Glory to God. But I want us to understand that the kingdom of God is already here. The kingdom of God is in us. Those that have been born again. Those that have received from the birth of Jesus. Those that have received from the purpose of his birth. But Nicodemus, he didn't have a revelation that he was already talking to the Savior. He thought he was talking to a teacher. He thought he was talking to a prophet. Just one of the prophets of the past of the Old Testament. But he was talking to the Redeemer. He was talking to the Savior. He was talking to the one that would be sacrificed on our behalf. So Jesus went on to let him know, you, you got to be born again, Nicodemus, in order to enter into the kingdom of God. You got to be born again in order to experience the kingdom of God. So the purpose of Jesus coming, number one, so that we could be reborn. All of those that believe on him can be reborn. Amen. Into the kingdom of God. Let's look at point number two. Point number two, the purpose of Jesus' birth. That he come into this earth and grow up as a young man and become a man so that he could preach 
and restore the kingdom of God back to its rightful place. Well, you can't talk about the kingdom of God being restored back to its rightful place without explaining what took place in order to make it necessary for him to come or to be born to restore the kingdom back to its rightful place. Well, the fall of Adam is what brought this about. Adam disobeyed God and he lost the kingdom. He lost his authority. He lost his power when he sold himself and gave himself over to the devil by disobeying God, by partaking of the the tree that God had commanded him not to touch. God had told him, you can eat of every tree in this garden, but this particular tree, don't you touch it. Amen. But, 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 but the devil knew how to attack the weaker vessel, which was Adam's wife, Eve. And he influenced her by sight, by what she was looking at. He flattered her with his words. And he enticed her to eat that fruit. Even though in her heart she knew she knew that God had gave them instructions not to touch of that tree, not to eat of that tree. But she became influenced by what it looked like and how good it looked and so forth. And that's what happened to a lot of us today. Is we begin to, to see things and it began to look good to us and we know that it's not right for us. But because it looked good and it feel good and it may taste good, may sound good, but it's not good for you. And God has instructed us not to touch it. But we go by our feelings and our emotions and we disobey God. But in this case, God had a plan in place. His plan was to send his son to be born into this world in order that he can pay the price for what Adam had done. Amen. So his purpose of being born into this earth was to grow up and to preach and and restore the kingdom of God back to his rightful place. Let's look at Mark uh, 1, the first chapter of Mark. In the 14th verse in the Amplified Bible. And it reads, Jesus preaches in Galilee. So now after John the Baptist was arrested and taken into custody, Jesus went to Galilee. He went to Galilee preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. The good news of the kingdom of God. Let's look at Acts, the 28th chapter, in the 28th verse through verse 31. Because I want us to understand that even now, we have a mandate to preach the kingdom of God. You know, I'm going to say this, and, and 
don't shout me down before I finish, but we can be so religious sometimes that every Sunday that we come together, many of us are funeralizing Jesus over and over and over again. And we're not gaining knowledge and understanding of the kingdom of God. Because we've been mandated to preach the kingdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Verse 28. Therefore, let it be known to you that the message of the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles. They indeed will listen. Verse 29. And when he had said these things, the Jews left, arguing among themselves. Verse 30. And Paul lived there for two full years, and at his own expense, in his own rented lodging, and welcomed all who came to him. Verse 31. What was he doing? What was he doing during those two years that he was there among those people, that he was there among those Gentiles? He was preaching and proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ with all openness and boldness, unhindered and restrained. Hallelujah. And that's why I say we have a mandate to preach the kingdom. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. Let's look at point number three. The purpose of Jesus' birth was to become eventually a sacrifice in order that we be redeemed. Well, what does it mean to be redeemed? What are some other words when we're talking about being redeemed or we're talking about redemption? Well, let's just look at a few. It means to buy back. It means to release from blame or debt. It means to repair. It means to restore. It means to exchange for something of value. What can be more valuable than the birth and the blood of Jesus Christ? There's nothing in this earth more valuable than the blood of Jesus. There's no money that would outvalue the blood of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Nothing that's more valuable than the blood of Jesus. So he became a sacrifice in order that we can be redeemed or that in order he can redeem mankind back to his rightful place in the kingdom of God. See, we lost our rightful place when Adam fell, but we gained our rightful place back when Jesus was sacrificed on the cross. Hallelujah. So we've been redeemed. I say we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Let's look at Hebrews 9.15.
It says, for this reason, we're reading out of the Amplified Bible. For this reason, he is the mediator and negotiator of a new covenant. That is, an entirely new agreement uniting God and man. Through Jesus Christ, we've been reunited back to God. Hallelujah. So that those who have been called, God has called the whole world, but the whole world is not answering. So that those who have been called by God may receive the fulfillment of the promise of eternal inheritance. We have an inheritance. Glory to God. Since a death has taken place as the payment which redeems them from the sins committed under the obsolete first covenant. Glory to God. We are under a new covenant now. Glory to God. We are under a new and better covenant. Let's look at Hebrews 10 verse 12. It said, where is Christ having offered the one sacrifice, the all-sufficient sacrifice of himself for sins for all times, sat down signifying the completion of the atonement for sin at the right hand of God, the position of honor. Glory to God. And I want us to know that where Christ Jesus is seated, we are seated with him. So therefore, we are, we are seated in a position of honor before God with Christ Jesus. Let's look at verse t uh, Hebrews 10, 10. And in accordance with this will of God, we who believe in the message of salvation have been sanctified, that is set apart as holy for God in his purpose. Through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. And we'll look at the last verse in 1 John 2.2. 2. And he, that same Jesus, is the perpetuation for our sins. The atoning sacrifice that holds back the wrath of God that would otherwise be directed at us because of our sinful nature, our worldliness, our lifestyle, and not for, our, for ours alone, but also for the sins of all believers throughout the whole world. Hallelujah. But I want us to understand that the birth of Jesus brought about those three things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It brought about the new birth. It brought about uh, the restoration of the kingdom of God as it is being preached throughout the world. And number three, it brought about him being our sacrifice in order that we can be redeemed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I praise God today. We, we're not going to be long. But I just wanted to highlight those points in that we are right to celebrate the birth of Jesus. We're right to celebrate that day of his birth. But I don't want us to lose focus on year-round celebration 
lose focus on everyday celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. Because that birth led to our freedom. That birth led, glory to God, to our redemption. That birth led to our access into the kingdom of God. So I praise God that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. And I admonish you today, if you had never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, receive him today. It's not hard. You don't have to work for it. You don't have to beg for it. You don't have to cry for it. You don't have to feel guilty in order to receive it. All you have to do is just believe. Believe that God sent his son into this world to grow up and become our sacrifice in order that we can be born again. And as I said earlier, he was born so that many that believe could be reborn. So receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior today and live the God kind of life. Live that abundant life, that eternal life. Glory to God. Live the life that God has offered us because this world doesn't have any life to offer. The only thing this world has to offer is death. But God has changed that to all that believe. So I thank you for listening. In Jesus' name, and I pray that you be blessed, prosperous, healthy, and whole. In the name of Jesus, amen.